Welcome back, ladies. You're at Set Apart Women with Candace Hart and Jimmy Lane Wano. That's not how you say my name, but it's fine. <laughs> Wana Ow. Wanu. It did. I just learned how to spell her name. You've been married four years. Oh my goodness. Three. Three. Feels like I've been married for 80. <laughs> Don't worry about the math. <laughs> We are so glad you're back today. Today we're going to, um, we got some really interesting, very cool questions on our mentorship. And one of them asked, they asked, how do you know when to start a ministry? And I think they were asking for the steps on that as well. Another question came in. And so, yeah, we wanted to address it. We felt like it was definitely worth more time than what we could give that night. Yeah. And before we dive in, we want to encourage you. First of all, we have the plans in the background right now for our first Set Apart Women conference <gasps> in April. So stay tuned. Follow us on Set Apart Women on Instagram or go subscribe to my mailing list at jamielinwalnow.com for all future updates on events and online mentorship. And we have our next online mentorship January 3rd to kick off the year. We're really excited about that. A two-hour event. Um, and then uh, subscribe, like, comment, leave a written review. If you're listening on podcast, comment on YouTube. We love reading your comments and let us know what your thoughts are on the topic that we're covering today. But we just want to dive in from what we feel. We want you to know too. We're going to share our thoughts on this. This is a little different than normal. Normally we have like this scripture outline and we're going to refer to scripture, of course, but you must go to the Holy Spirit for what you're called to do and who you're called to be. But also if you're on YouTube, look how cute our shirts are. Will that be backwards on camera? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry if it is, but if it is, it says Mary, Bright, and Holy yes. Spirit Vibes. And this was our exclusive tea at our brunch event that we did, that we yeah. designed. And we have exclusive teas for our in-person events. So we want you to come and we love it. We do. And we'll actually, so we're playing the conference in the spring. And we want y'all to come. Please share this too. And make sure you can make this a girls weekend with your friends. We are also going to be hosting a Galentine's in February. So if you're in the area, I mean, if, if you're not and you just want to plan to come down in February and we will release the date with that coming up shortly. Shortly. Um, okay. Are you ready? Yes. Jump in. Yeah. So we are talking about this before we went on live and we prayed for each of you too. First of all, we aren't the experts here. We, one of the questions in our mentorship too was, how did set apart women evolve? How did you know to make it set apart women? All this yeah. stuff. So we'll tell the history of how we even came about too, because it may be indicative to your call and your story and what the Lord's calling you to do. So we feel there's two different routes to take here. But before those two routes, the last thing Jesus ever said was the Great Commission in Matthew 28, red letter. He said, go into all the world, preaching the gospel, teaching them to obey my word, baptizing the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, or teaching them to obey my commands. And I'll be with you until the very end of the age, right? So that is our massive call. So you can do this in any way. And there's two routes we're going to address today. One is how do you know when you're supposed to start a ministry and what does that look like and what we feel the steps are for that? Cause I feel that's very important. Um, and then two, are you really supposed to start a ministry or is what you're doing a ministry? <laughs> because many times yes. like we're in this celebrity culture, celebrity ministry world, right now An influencer and, nation we'll call yeah, it that. that's a good way to this modern day battle is what i called in my book this influencer nation is a great way to word it too i like that um so you just have to keep in mind like lucifer fell because instead of his beauty and his light bringing glory to the lord he wanted all to look at him and 
that is what you have to be mindful of. What is your motive? And only the Holy Spirit knows that for starting a ministry or doing ministry of any kind. Is it because you want to be known in this arena or is it because you want him to be known, period? And are you willing to pay the cost? Because it is very costly if you're actually going to do what God has called you to do on this earth, whether it's through your career or whether it's through ministry, it costs yeah. your entire life. And it, and it, because the wisdom of the world is going to become, it's going to come knocking at you. It's going to, all the temptations are going to come towards you to make this about you or to care about all these things. And so which one do you want to address first? I would love to start with uh, ministry. Before we jump into that, I want to say, because our pastor just did a message this last Sunday. And one thing he said, he said, you have to worry when you first start something. He was like, it was a hate mail. He's like, man, you get so, so much hate mail. And he said, but what was even worse was the people telling you how much they love you. Because when you're constantly getting in all that, you're great. We love you. And they put you in this place of idolship. He goes, you can realize if you're not careful, your priorities change. And instead you're trying to people please instead of stay on task with what yeah. the Lord has already given you. It's so true. So, but yeah, I'd love to talk because you have such a cool story with this anyways. And then I'd love to share, share my side story. of it, but yeah, but how I'll stop. start from ministry, like yeah. how you knew when you were supposed to one, start with media. Yeah. Well, um, I have my master's in communication from Abilene Christian University. And when I graduated, I really wanted to go get a job, make money and pour into the kingdom of heaven, which I want to tell you, especially at that time in my life, it was not my strong suit. And I would not have been doing that, but I would have been making all this money. And I did not know how to manage finances like at all then. So it's like looking back, I'm like, how cute. Yeah, that's cute. But then, you know, the word of God says, seek first the kingdom of heaven. All these things will be added to you that you desire. And what I found is all throughout my twenties, I just went on this journey of, I fell in love with God and I fell in love with the Holy spirit. And I was attending upper room Dallas and my whole world changed. And I ended up getting this job that I knew I was not supposed to get, but I did it to please somebody on earth rather than my heavenly father. And it was miserable. And the Lord gave me a dream and I quit, I quit my job because of a dream, because if I didn't put my two weeks notice in, he showed me how I was going to get fired. And I went to hand my two weeks. A lot of this is in my book, by the way, for real. But when I went to hand in the two weeks notice, um, he said, or the woman said why she thought she was going to have to let me go, which is similar to my dream. And I was like, wow, God, she just felt I was miserable and like that I wasn't happy and they really wanted me to be happy and they didn't see me thriving in the position I was, I was in it's true. I was miserable and I hated that they could see it, yeah. but I was also really immature 23. And, you know, a lot of my friends had two years in the real world after college graduation than I did. I still just went through straight through grad school and the real world makes the difference from school world. So all this to say, I just start seeking the Lord and I'm painting full time, which is a ministry in itself, prophetic art. And the Lord gives me dreams and shows me that I'm to be in children's ministry. And I didn't know anything about children's ministry, which is probably why he wanted me to build it. So, because <laughs> I would go to him. So I went to the Lord and went to upper room and they knew I would be the children's pastor four months before I did. And the Lord told me, and I went to them and it happened. And all of a sudden I get to build this amazing ministry and it changes my world. And so I'm sharing this part because this is my twenties and the Lord is developing character. He's delivering me from pride, from entitlement. Yeah from myself. And he's showing me what it means. Cause I did not think ministry was a real job. I had so much pride. I was like, Oh, that's cute. I even <laughs> had one of my friend's husbands shout out to my friend's husband. I'm not going to say his name. Um, tell me no, but like a real job. Like when I had this, when I had the children's ministry job, he didn't see it as a real job and made it a point and didn't realize how it sounded. But I was like, wow, 
I literally used to think that about ministry people, like that is not a real job. And I don't know what caused me to believe that, but I did. It was one of the hardest things to build something from nothing. And then to steward hundreds of people within it was really cool. And um, I was completely dependent on the Lord. And I think that should be the case no matter what we're doing in life. It taught me to depend on the Lord. I didn't know how to do something, which I was used to knowing how to do things for the most part. Oftentimes I would lean on the Lord, no matter what, through college or grad school or high school, I would truly pray and lean on the Lord and ask him for help. But this was a whole other level. Like I literally did not know what to do and I needed his help. And something in college I did that was similar prepared me to know, okay, I have to fully depend on the Lord here. So it was awesome what I learned through it. And it's not for the faint of heart. And I have a lot of love and admiration for people who are in ministry and children's ministers, I think are the most overlooked. You're literally the, like the main pastor of every church. That is the children, like that is the children's pastor, but for your children, like they are just as pivotal, I think as, and I never thought I needed more attention. We always had a female elder that was like, you deserve more credit. And I'm like, I never felt that way. I just loved my job so much. I loved putting my feet on the ground. And I learned the word of God by teaching the word of God. I mean, there's just amazing things God taught me by teaching. And so I'm saying what I feel led to say about this. And I share this because it's not the path I would have taken. Prideful, entitled Jamie Lynn was going to be a six-figure income earner minimum and change the world and change God's world for him because I had the resources to do so. But like, he's the one with the resources. So I learned to depend on him. It was really fun. And then went back into painting, went back into children's ministry, crazy world. And then I started like Patricia King opened her arms to me and started inviting me into, I did a three month um, internship for media. And I kept getting these words about media, media, since I was little, I wanted to be like Oprah, Ellen, whatever. But here's the thing. All my friends felt like I should have just gone and done an internship with Ellen or done this or done that. And to the point where like, as a children's pastor, nobody saw the call on media on my life. They saw me as a cute little children's pastor and an artist. And some of those people, quite frankly, probably still see me that way today. And I'm okay with it. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to be concerned about what people think. Cause I was just, I'm being faithful, showing up to the Lord. And then I have this amazing privilege of, of, um, serving Patricia King Ministries and Media, they created this amazing internship on camera and behind camera. And that's a whole other story in itself. But I say this because somebody opened a door for me, which is the Lord. And I honestly believe it's because I was faithful and nobody was looking. And I honestly believe it's because I just did what the Lord called me to do instead of what I thought I should do. And I had so much joy in those seasons. And I got delivered from depression and amazing things. So fast forward. I got married and I felt like, okay, I'm not supposed to do anything, podcast, YouTube, anything for several months um, because I saw that as a ministry and um, still to this day have not been released to start a nonprofit, but I'm at this international young profits event where I'm meeting everybody for the first time. And these two prophets come up to me and they're like, they give me this word. And I knew my podcast was supposed to start. So I started a podcast called set apart. And it was amazing. I actually didn't realize how well I had no grid for podcasts. I didn't know how well the podcast was doing. I still to this day would not say that I have this massive audience. And I'm not saying that to be like false humility or something. I'm saying like when you look at celebrity, Christian, whatever. But what I do feel is the fear of the Lord over what I do every day when I show up and how I show up for you and how I show up for myself and how I show up for my husband. And, you know, I don't want to lose sight of that. And so faithfully, I remember like at midnight, 
some nights or 2 a.m. because I was like, I'm going to get my episode out at, at Wednesday mornings faithfully. I would be in the closet recording an episode in faith, like with the topic, because I was, my yes was yes and my no was no. And then I realized you can do seasons. It was a lot of work. Podcasts are a lot of work, especially when two people are involved. It's more fun. But like there are times where it's like we got to get two podcasts today recorded or like, hey, what are we going to do? You know, like she's at home with her family, spending time with their family and she pulls away to record real quick and goes back. And, you know, I'm family, too. So it makes, you are it easier. Family. <laughs> <laughs> makes it easier. So I hope I'm not sharing too much, but I'm telling you, my journey was not like I'm going to start a ministry at 23. And like the Lord prepared me in character and prepared me for these and open doors because I was faithful. So my podcast set apart happens. And many of you asked how set apart women came about. And at the beginning of 2021, I believe I laid down set apart women, our set apart podcast, which is what you're listening to now. And, um, I also had laid down the next America show, which I really, really wanted that to be my main dish. I wanted to be in the studio. I wanted that to take off. I really believe in providing solutions. And then the Lord sent me this woman to serve her ministry reformers co that is essentially just like the next America. And so here I am serving somebody else's vision again, which I love doing, by the way, I'm not complaining, but mine is on the back burner and I'm just asking God what to do. Cause I didn't have the finances still don't yet to get in the studio, but I can do it through zoom. So all this to say, I go through this season of funky funk. So many of you heard this and I realize. Um, I'm really, I really am trying to bullet point this because I feel like some of you need to know that this is the journey to where we are today. Like this is the bullet point boom, boom to get here. It was not just overnight awesomeness, mm -hmm. but all these things prepared me like preparing lessons for kids every Sunday, prepared me to preach, travel and preach, prepared me to do a online, um, video. I was doing five videos a week for God TV. I got to host an online, this is crazy. God's opened so many cool doors. I got to host my own TV show called life matters on God TV about a pro-life series. It was amazing. Like I, I had so many cool doors open and then I've had to lay it down because it became too much. And I, it was not, I wasn't stewarding peace in my life. So Candace is yawning. I'm, no, I'm so kidding. sorry. I don't know where it's coming from. I think I'm, I I'm like listening to you and I'm so excited. I think I'm forgetting to breathe. <laughs> okay like she's amazing no, no, so, I, love the Lord. I know you do um so I all this to say none of this is happening the way I think and I'm laying it all down I laid down the next America because I want vision I don't want the political spirit in it the political spirit's rampant everybody's putting it at me and I feel like I'm not operating in it and I'm like God I don't want to operate in this is it any so I lay it down for clear vision laid down set apart women for a little while before season three and then I'm in this like crazy funk, not depression, but like fighting for community, not finding it. And then I go to a women's event one night and the Lord is like, this woman had a women's ministry and I had no idea. Like, I love women so much. I could always see myself being a women's pastor somewhere, but I didn't know if it would be a church. And I never look, let me say this. Nobody needs to give you, I just slapped my hand. <laughs> Nobody needs to give you a title Amen. for you to do what God's called you to do. Yes. If you want to be a woman's pastor, you go take women to coffee and you listen and pray for them. If you want to be a pastor for the youth, take them to coffee or lunch, listen and pray for them and keep building these relationships and do it when nobody's looking. Don't brag about it. Don't boast about it. Just do it. And I've been doing this and it's fun and I love it. And then all of a sudden the Lord opened my eyes and was like, change set apart to set apart women. And I was like, oh. 
okay. And then all of a sudden, instead of Desert Well Ministries, which is something that's been like hiding in the background, it set apart women was available on Instagram, which is crazy to me. And I felt like this was the women's ministry I was going to start. I was just going to start pouring into women. And he yeah. said, for six months, you just keep showing up and being faithful and watch what I do in six months, which the six month markers when our conference is going to be just crazy. So all this to say, then Candace comes along and she can share that. But I, but I just want to say for me, in my experience, it's just being faithful and listening to him and being willing to lay it down when you're called to lay it down, not because you're scared, not because you're afraid, not because whatever, do it afraid. But I just wanted to make sure my vision was the vision that God gave me and that I wasn't building something in my own flesh. So now instead of the next America being the main dish, it has launched again, but it's on the back burner and set apart women is the main thing, which is so crazy. And I, I do other things for streams of income because we do not make money right now at all (laughs) from this. We actually are like putting money into this like crazy and it's fun, but we want to one day be able to put more money out there for widows and orphans and big events and where we're baptizing women and doing amazing things. So there's so much that's coming that we're excited about and we are honored that you're on the journey, but that's my journey to set apart women. Do you feel like that was a decent way to explain how I got it was, and you're point. showing the truth, but I love it because everybody will say, be like, you see my glory, but you don't know my story. Have you yeah. heard that before? Yeah. Like, so it, there's very, but even the way it happened for you, the Lord laid a dream on your heart and you knew something. It was pictured different in your mind, but you yeah. knew that you would do something with media, something with yeah, with an audience. Yeah. 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 Whatever that may look like. And so I would have thought it already have yeah. like a big booming premiere TV show or something already. And that hasn't happened and that's okay. And it may not, but I love what I'm doing and yeah. I'm being faithful. Excuse me. I just burped. <laughs> faithful. The Lord delivered me just, I'm not deleting. <laughs> <laughs> but just this be real. faithful. This is real. Just be faithful yeah. with what he's given you now. Like just keep showing up and being faithful. And I know that we'll get there when somebody PS just I'll actually I'll share that testimony another time somebody sewed into our podcast I told you about it but we'll share it when it's here it's amazing so we have this is completely different background story everything than Jamie which is I think is so funny I still to this day I'm like you want to hear how God works he put us two together in front of this and it's not like we didn't get along we've always gotten along really well um, I was a bad influencer in high school, Whatever, you know, I'm a couple years older, <laughs> but I loved her. So, um, yeah, I, when I said I would never do media, I didn't want to lead a ministry for years. And my journey with the Lord was, did not start as young. I don't feel like I truly decided to go all in until a few years ago. And I will say this because you were the only person, the Lord just popped this back over my head. You were the only person until a year ago I shared this dream with and years, I think my daughter was like four or five. I remember having this dream and it was me standing on a stage doing an altar call and I was speaking to a bunch of women and I remember calling you after, I don't know if you remember this. And I remember sitting down after you're like, well, maybe that's what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, okay, that's neat. That's neat. Absolutely. No way. I was like, no Lord, this isn't what you're going to do. I I seriously was like, I don't want to do this. Please don't put me there. Um, yeah, that terrified me. The idea of being there and having that responsibility. And I was reading through James. I was new to the Bible. So it was all still very scary, very fire and brimstone. And I was like, I don't want to be judged more harshly. <laughs> so um, for leading something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'll be honest. So I was 
definitely a ninny about it. But yeah, when Jamie called, I, we both had just come out of the season of waiting and silence and really stewarding quiet time without a big community. We talked about this on our first podcast. And when she was like, Hey, just come do a couple episodes. And I was like, okay, I still don't remember why even I said yes, but I said, I remember being enthusiastic about it. And that was so weird to me. So I was like, why would I want to do I ran from this for years. Why would I want to do this? And I think after, I think it was after our first one, we were talking and you're like, so if you want to come, I was like, I want to do it all the time. Like, I just remember thinking, like, I remember telling you, I'm like, no, no, I'm all in. Like, if you want me, like, I'm here. Yeah, because I was feeling like <laughs> I've been praying in a team for years. I've been sewing into media by myself for years. Even, like, when people invited me to do stuff or I'm doing all these lives for people who have been asked me to come do lives for them, I'm by myself at home. I'm not, like, working with the team to accomplish it. And all this stuff is happening. And it's like, you know, just praying in a team. And I thought it would be for the next America and God brought it for set apart women. So Mm -hmm. when Candace came along, I was like, man, God, this would be amazing if Candace was my teammate, but I'd almost given up in that regard. Cause I, first of all, I trust the Lord in who it would be organically, but there's this other part of me. That's like, I just haven't had a team in forever. And I don't know that Candace would even want to do this, but she's so good at it. (laughs) So when I call her, when I call her and we love hanging out, I mean, it's just been, it's been a game changer. What's happened. This would not be where it is today if the two of us were not together doing this. It would not be at all. Honestly. Yeah. And if we had to prep our hearts separately to lead to this moment, because one, I have no idea how any of this works, y'all. I'm still learning. And she actually even just said, like, I feel like I inherited something that I didn't. You went through and Jamie laid all the groundwork. She figured out how to edit videos. She figured out how to post on social media. And none of this do I know. I'm learning some of it, but this isn't something I can just walk into and it wouldn't be where it is now. And two, if we'd even tried this a couple of years ago, this all has to be Lord's timing. I don't think it would have worked out. Even with our schedules, I don't see how it could have worked out. And so the Lord took that year. I feel like that year before this started and we didn't even know what he was preparing us for, but walking us through his word, showing us different revelations of what we we're both hungry and we both at some point have laid it all down for the Lord and said, okay, wherever you want from here, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what we have to go through. We just want you. We want to please you. We want to serve you. Where do you want us to go from here? And yeah, I was shocked when she said she was all in. And honestly, I I don't even remember all the details because it's been such a whirlwind of fast with what's been accomplished. And so this is what I want to speak into with anyone listening right now. If you're still listening in one Um, never once have we felt a value on numbers. I actually think our expectations have been like really low in a healthy way. And we've been blown out of the water by how many people signed up for our online mentorship and have watched the videos on the back end, the private links, or that came to our brunch, our brunch sold out. We wanted 20 people max, including us, because we wanted it to be intimate and we wanted people to walk away with friends and that's happened. And now we have a conference coming up in April and we're blown away too, just by the venue space and how it's working. We're just like, what's happening. So I say this because for you at home, it is just about starting and it's not about numbers. It's about living the great commission. And if you want to know what your call is on the earth, it's the great commission. It's doing the red letter. It's if it's the last thing Jesus felt like he needed to say before he took his last breath or ascended because he you know, was already raised from the dead by then. But if it's the last thing he felt like he needed to say, 
it was very important, you know, like this is the last thing I'm going to leave with you. So remember it when people pass away, you know, we remember what they have said on their deathbed. That's usually what they feel the most emotion to get out. Like if you forget every, like this is what I want to leave you with. This is what I want you to meditate on. This is what I want you to remember about me. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage you, like, if you feel like you can't because of your numbers, we thought we couldn't because of our numbers, but we did it anyways, because we knew that there were even a, a few women that needed what we we're building, what we needed and what we yes, want with God though. Thing. Right. You just said something right there. And the Lord always, this has been an organic in a weird way. We built what we needed. We built something out of the season because the season we just went through yeah. and because we were both so starving for community in a direction and just to be around women and do it from one. Yeah. Plan it and step, put yourself out there for one person and yeah. see what the Lord does. It may always stay as one person. That's okay. Yeah. And I have a new friend out of this, Deanna, who came to Sweet our, heart. My, yeah, <laughs> who came to my closest, like I host a, a Christmas party every year with my closest friends. And I felt the Lord tell me to invite her. And it's like, I wouldn't know her if this wasn't happening. So you never know what God can do. And so I just want to encourage you to keep showing up. Okay. So here's another thing. So when it comes to starting a ministry though, I have had a covering with Patricia King. My parents are also my spiritual covering. They're amazing. Um, and there's other leaders that I will run things by if I need to know, because I think starting a ministry is no joke. It's hard work. You have a lot that comes at you. And if you're not in your lane, you're going to get trampled on. And I want to be in my lane. I want to be on the highway of holiness. And as you're on the highway of holiness in Isaiah 35, you will be protected. You will be protected. And you will have everything you need to equip you to go down that road. And so I would not just start a ministry just to start a ministry. You can live the Great Commission without the title of a ministry. You are the living, breathing version of the Great Commission. So because of what you've been given, you go give it freely to other people. So I think that that's something that I would definitely give advice to. So practically, one, organically, you can feel the time and season of it Mm -hmm. happening as it would happen for us. I could have done it 10 years ago, but I didn't feel when I sought the Holy Spirit first, I did not feel I was supposed to do it yet, but he led me to other open doors Two, um, seek mentorship, leadership at your church. Hey, I'm feeling this. Don't go to somebody that hasn't prayed for you. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Ask them to really pray for you. Cause anybody could be like, yeah, just go do it. And, and maybe that's what somebody say. who will just tell you what you want to hear. Y'all. Yeah. We all have really good, great girlfriends that really just want us to feel good go to the person who's going to be like oh that's a really dumb idea let's pray for something else yeah yeah totally (laughs) that's a horrible idea (laughs) you want to teach people about jesus no i'm kidding um but this is going to be real with you and be like hey i don't think this is your avenue but this might be yeah yeah and if you're into this which i am it's the holy spirit who speaks to us prophetic insights really valuable what are the prophetic words you've received Mm -hmm. and if you haven't reach out to somebody who who has that gift and ask them if they pray for you and speak into your life. So it's okay. I, I was why. feeling it too. Like I could yawn right now. After the name of Jesus. We have so much energy right now. <laughs> but also I think that it's really cool because if the Lord leads you to something or he's really laid something on your heart during your quiet time, go back to the dreams of your childhood. Yeah. It may not be the same. So if you wanted to be like you wanted to be Oprah. Mm-hmm. He was calling her to media. He mm-hmm. just wasn't calling her to be Oprah. Yeah. And if you're, I mean, he gives us dreams. He gives us word. The Lord loves, loves. And we'll always come. There's always going to be confirmation. Yeah. And so just because you have one dream that you are 
I don't know, a rockette. Doesn't mean you're supposed to be a rockette. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to throw it out there. But I wanted to be it. a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader when I was you little. Did. And change the uniform. I was cheerleading, though. So that was fun. Yeah. But I am like God's heaven's biggest cheerleader for That's people. True. That's what somebody pointed out to me. They're like, hey, well, what did you do in high school? And I was like, I was a cheerleader. And they're like, oh, and they're like, well, here and where I, because then I got my test back. They said, this makes so much sense because one of my biggest gifts was exhortation. It is. And I was like, an encouragement. That was my second biggest one. And I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> I'm gonna put a, she'll put a uniform on with your name and face on it real fast to help really, you get through. I really won't. I love that. I'll pray for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think this is important. And so then the other call is, you don't always have to start a formal ministry. Yes. We need business owners. Look, there are reformers who are totally bringing reformation, which is like, and you can only do this when you have God to systemic racism in our nation. Cause it does exist. And we don't have to get into that. I know it bothers people, but there, there are things in our, um, like with prison reform that need to be changed that have affected black men and women for years and Latina, Latino men and women for years that do not affect white people. And I know some of you may be shocked, like, are you kidding me, Jamie Lynn? And I'm like, no, this is real. And there's real true justice that God wants to bring through somebody. And he's not going to do it through your ministry. He's going to do it through your business that you start that brings insight into government, or maybe it is a nonprofit ministry that more people get involved in and go and run with, or maybe it's real estate. Maybe you're going to go buy, you know, we, I've met a reformer. She's buying everything she can to help rebuild low income Mm. areas of DFW. And then maybe you have this call for pro-life, which we all do. We all have a call to protect life in the womb, um, as we, as we were protected. And so what could you do there? Like your business, you, you may be able to so financially show up and serve something that already exists that you don't need to reinvent the wheel for. Yeah. We don't have an online church. Patricia King has an online church. I would totally point you to her online church faster than anything because I believe in it and it already exists. We don't need to reinvent the wheel, right? So I also believe that God is going to use these. You may may start the next Apple. You may start the next, um, what What? are some products? (laughs) A phone. I don't know. I'm like a bread. Instagram or Facebook or crazy app idea. Yeah. And because of that, you get to be some crazy spirit filled philanthropist that helps fund and build churches and houses of prayer all over the nation. And, and literally you can transform government even because of your wealth and speak into places of government and help make things. I mean, cause they're doing that now. So it's like, you use where you're that at. Happen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The best evangelist I know, I personally know right now is a barber. And because he even, he'll even say this, he goes, you're stuck in my chair for at least 20 minutes. I love that. And so nobody leaves this chair without hearing how loved they are and about the word of God. I love that. I love that so and much. And he really is. I mean, and he, he's living it out and he's like, this is my ministry. This is where God called me to. And I'm never going for the blessings because you just don't go in for the blessings. The Lord has blessed him in that to where he, he's booked up like two months out. And you have to have this reoccurring awesome. thing with them. But because whether or not people agree with what they're saying, what they do feel is absolutely loved when they walk in the yeah. door and they know they're accept- They know that they're welcome there. And I hate using the word accepted, but they know that they're welcome there and that they're loved and they're treasured and they're valued. And that's such a big deal. So if you're a teacher, I know some of the rules and regulations are hard. Nothing is going to stop you from loving and pouring into these kids. When you can tell them how valuable they are, speak to their identity. If you're a nurse, God bless you. 
right now. There's nothing that's stopping you from just loving the people. There's so many things you can do that aren't speaking. You may not have to just go to and be like, Jesus, 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 which I wish we could. I love Jesus. But sometimes the words are really, it's just by our actions, mm -hmm. showing them how love until if we love people with a purity and a holiness, they're going to want to know what it is and why. And that's your opportunity. Yeah. That's when you have a ready answer on your lips to tell them why you're so excited, why you have so much joy and hope, because what's going to separate us up, especially coming y'all with all the evil in the world, with what's coming, the things that are going to separate and show the gospel right now are the people that are going to be living scared and the people that are going to be living full of hope. And the ones that are terrified and miserable and depressed are going to want to know, why are you so hopeful? Yeah, it's true. Some of the times of chaos and pain and hurt are the best times to preach the gospel because people want to find peace and love and we don't need to have closed doors. And so you just seek the Lord. We want to encourage you seek the yes. Lord. I love what you said. Use what's in your hands right now. Like I had somebody talk to me the other day, Jimmy, what are you doing? Like what's going on in your world with media? And I told him, he's like, okay, so it's not time yet because you have a gift. You have a personality. You just don't have the resources yet. So you keep being faithful with what you're doing and they will come along when it's time. And I'm like, yes, I agree with you. And so I want to keep being faithful, not so that I can get to that point, but because he's in this right now and I want to do life with God and, and I, I, he's leading us to be here right now together. So we want to pray for you. We hope this is encouraging. Do you have anything that you feel like you need to add? No, I, if you're in this season right now and you're not sure what to do, keep staying in his word and prayer. Those are the two things and we'll never stop saying stay in his word and stay in prayer because that's what i feel like led us to where we're at now it was stewarding the revelations that god gave us y'all it is the coolest thing in the world to get up every morning spend that time with the lord and get a new revelation every single week to meditate on like something that really blows my mind like she shared I, something today that i was like i can't and i can't stop thinking about it and i'm like lord i just want to do this every single day and he's been so faithful he's like because i've been faithful to show up He's, that's all he's doing. He's already waiting in that place. Yeah. He's like, just show up, just show up. So if you're in that time and you're waiting and you're not sure what you're supposed to do, or you have no idea what's in the future, what is your ministry? If you have a ministry, what does that look like? Where can I serve you, Lord? I had a year of that where the Lord told me to say no to almost everything. Yeah. And it was miserable for me because I'm not a good sit still. I'm good. Like, let's go, let's go. I want to be involved in this because that was, yeah. Anyways, but so be faithful to show up um, every single day to spend yeah. that time with the Lord. And not only will he reveal where you're supposed to go, but I feel like he'll, he'll prepare your heart for it. Cause it's not, I told her and you've been, it's been amazing to walk with somebody with this. Cause I was like, I never wanted to put myself out there. I was always so nervous to put myself out there and I'm still not like, Hey, bring on the hate. But I'm like, man, Lord, if this is what you call me for. I can take it. Yeah, totally. That's so powerful. I think, I think that the most important thing, and it is not stereotypical to say this is look, you don't want to go anywhere without his word in you, which is on your heart, but to read it brings it out of you. Right. And, and I mean, Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days and wrestled with Satan came out and Satan used the word of God and twisted it slightly, but because he knew the word, he knew that was deception. He did not want the temptation that was being presented to him. And he knew the father. And all you, if you know the father and you know, his word, you will not be deceived. And any of us could be deceived apart from that valuable yeah. relationship with him and his incredible word that literally guides us, leads us, protects us and tells us like, it, it truly is a light on the path that we're on a light to our feet. And so 
time and time again, this is proven true in both of our lives. So please do that. And we're praying for you. We believe yeah. God's going to do amazing things through you. And we are cheering you on the whole way. Please don't let competitiveness or jealousy get in the way. If you have any insecurity yes. at all, if somebody's doing something like to me, I feel like this was my childhood and by childhood, I mean, early twenties, somebody <laughs> was doing something that I thought I should be doing already. Or like, I felt like I need to be doing that. And I would feel jealous or whatever. Now I just get excited that there's women doing stuff because we need as many women to be faithful to the Lord as possible, whether it's seen or not. And most of the people who have the biggest impact are not trying to be seen. They're just doing the work Their Their hands are on the plow and they're going after it and they're serving the Lord and they're resting and taking time to meet with them. So I just want to encourage you yeah. to, if you don't know how to celebrate yet, that is like the one thing that I think can crush ministries, especially when you come across a ministry that's competitive and doesn't want to make room for you, or you end up being that person. That's not how God trained us to be or who he's called us to be. And so I'm sure that makes sense, but just pray for that, for yourself to be delivered from it. He will deliver you from it. You want to pray? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I'll start off and you finish it up. Okay. Father God, we want to thank you for every single woman. And man, if you're on here too, just for Lord, open their ears. And I ask that you please just encourage them in this. Mm -hmm. Set a fire in their hearts to keep reading the word, to keep seeking new revelations, to crave quiet time with you over anything else, that they just want to be in your presence, Lord. I ask right now that if there's a ministry on their heart, if there's a certain thing you want them to do, Father God, we start revealing it to them. Yeah. Open that up to where they can start pouring into it. They can start training for it, Lord. If it they need to go through an equipping season first, Lord, we ask for that. We yeah. ask for the blessings in the hard season of equipping. Yeah. And that you show them, just reveal to them where they're at. Yeah. That's what I would ask. Lord. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your clarity, God. Thank you for the blueprint spirit of wisdom. You said that you provide blueprints. You provide a word for us each day. So we ask for those things. We need you and we want you. And we thank you for your presence in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, since you're still here, what? might as well go subscribe, leave a written review, comment, let us know what's up. Go follow us on Instagram and go get cute merch. If you still have time before Christmas, it'll at least come in before the new year. Yeah, we've got jackets, sweatshirts, t-shirts. And we also want to ask we would ask that you pour into this ministry. Uh, what This isn't going towards us. We've told you that before. Right now, this isn't going towards us, but it is going towards future events. It's going towards mentorship. It's going towards, we had a widow that we were able to bless. $550. I love that. Mm -hmm. So yes, everything you pour into, we have different levels of Patreon. Some as low as $10 a month, which y'all, that's like a coffee drink. Too. Yeah, <laughs> that's a coffee drink. And you're not required to, but if you feel led to, we would just want to thank you ahead of time. Yeah. We're so excited about what God's doing. Thank you. It's so fun. Thank you. Thank you. We would love to be able to do events that aren't so high priced just because we're able to help put money towards it. So thank and you. some not in our area. We would love to go around to make it easier for other people too. But yeah, so keep, just watch out, be on Instagram, sign up for the email link so you can find out when the conference is in the spring and you can sign up first, bring all your girlfriends, yes. have a great girls weekend. I love that. Love you, girls. Thank you. Bye.